this is Sarah. Hi, this is Allie. And this is John. And we are Millennial Gap. So today we figured we would talk about a subject that is near and dear to all of our houses, seeing as how hearts, or rather, seeing as how we have two homeowners today, which is first apartments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many bad stories, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> but first, a little bit of some statistics. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, establishing an independent household has long been considered an important milestone, and the trend is just... <laughs> In the transition to adulthood. Did you just try to become French? Like, uh, is this is a transition. Oh, yes. Um, during the 2007 through 2009 recession, fewer young adults were establishing their own households, and more of them were moving back with parents after initially moving out. Um, so they also say, for some reason, this is a thing we know, for some reason, moving back home after college is shaming to young adults. But some of the reasons you may, they, millennials seem to be moving back home are student loan debt, recession, uh, less jobs available for educated young adults, uh, and the jobs that we're qualified for don't pay well, um, and indecision on careers, and the higher cost of living. So the other thing that I found quite interesting is that, like I said, it's shameful in, in the U.S. for young adults to move back home. But in other nations, it's pretty much normal for anyone to come back and live there even until they're married and in some cases even past marriage and their spouse moves in. So we're considered the boomerang generation because we bounce back and forth. I believe this is because most of us are broke. (laughs) So when did we all move out on our own? I think I was 21, 22. I was. Just after college? Yeah, because I was working at a outside job and I remember <laughs> most of my first year was taking a bus from New Jersey to New York from your parents house yeah which sometimes the traffic was either a 50 minute drive or a two and a half hour drive which is not great no um, Allie yeah I was 23 three and a half I lived at home for about a year and a half before moving into my first place I I think I was about the same. I lived, I came back from grad school and lived with my parents for about a year and a half and for six months at the job that Allie and I met mm-hmm. while saving money to actually get my first apartment. And then I moved out, I think about 23, 24, so, 23, I think, because I lived in that apartment for five years. So, yeah. Wait, let's back up this. When did we first meet? When I was 25? I'd lived in that apartment for about four years. Okay, so then I wasn't 22, I was probably like 23, 24. Mm. Okay. That's pretty normal. It seems like all three of us moved back home after college. Yeah. Although I did have a brief stint when I was 25 when I moved in with my parents again, which was an interesting three months. I was very happy to get back out after I had we, saved some money. We have a story like that, too. Uh, oh, my God, it was terrible. <laughs> for three months while our house was being refurbished, we lived with my parents, which is a nightmare. And Sarah was super pregnant, and so super was... Pregnant. It was taking the train from Manhattan, which was a three-hour Into train ride. Yeah. No, from Manhattan to Long Island was about three hours. Each way? Then, no. Nope, sorry. Never mind. Two and a half. Two and a half hours. Sorry, two and a half, almost. I know, but then 30 minute drive, so three hour commute. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst was, I think Sarah was eight months pregnant. And At the end of it, we moved into this house six weeks before I gave birth. So. Yeah. 
So there was one train we took, which the LIR or the lower, which I only call it that. <laughs> no one and it was, we were getting off of work. We got the first train. The train, the train then changed stations, or not changed, like the sign, the limited sign said, we're going here. No, no, of, that was before we moved to Long Island. That was when we were still in Westchester. Oh, it was. Oh, that was Long Island. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. That was a terrible <laughs> right. Back to up. first apartments. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, first apartments. Al, you want to tell us a little about your first one? Sure. I mean, I think I was, compared to many, many, many stories that I've heard, I know I was super fortunate with my first place. So my dad's best friend, who happens to work in commercial and residential real estate, had an apartment that he wanted to flip just because it had previously been rent controlled. So I ended up moving into a two bedroom, we'll very loosely use the word two bedroom with one of my oldest friends. And we were there for about a year. Uh, I mean, it was a great location. I lived in Greenwich Village in Manhattan. We had a high up apartment. Each of us had a huge room, but the problem was there was no common space. So the common spaces we would kind of just like create within our own rooms. And we had this teeny tiny, little bathroom in this teeny tiny railroad kitchen, but it was perfect and we absolutely loved it. And every single holiday we had, we went all out. Like the photos are absolutely ridiculous. What about you guys? So I can talk about my first apartment. Um, tiny, tiny, I wanna say 500 square foot studio apartment that uh, had a terrible carpet and I had a bookshelf between what I called the living room and the bedroom. <laughs> So you could see through the bookshelf. Um, I can tell you some really awful stories about my upstairs neighbors. They switched, I think, halfway through, but I lived there for five years. So the, my first upstairs neighbors were the worst human beings on the planet. So I, I swore that they had sex every night. <laughs> so why is that the worst human being? Why is that like they just getting on the lot? Good for them? Because Floors, it would be like two noises. in the morning and um, you would hear okay. the, the moaning and the groaning and you'd be like, come on, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> the worst day of the week, Tuesday, like, yes. Oh, yes, of course. It's a Tuesday at two in the morning. You're like, I have to go to work in three a.m. Like, I have to get up for work in a couple hours. So that was a Wednesday at 2 a.m.? No, it would be like Tuesday. Oh, Monday into Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Got it. What does that matter? <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, but I actually loved the apartment. It was my first apartment. I really enjoyed living there. I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I never, the rate, the rent didn't go up until he realized I was about to leave. So <laughs> I stayed a flat rate the whole time because he forgot. Damn. Fine. John, what about your first apartment? So my apartment is similar to Sarah's, but just one huge room, except Sarah's had a huge kitchen, which she forgot to talk about. Uh, my kitchen was as big as our dining room table, which is from Ikea, so not huge. Uh, and then it was a very, very small bathroom. And I remember it very well because the day I moved in, my next door neighbor said, by the way, the walls are very thin. And I'm like, so you're telling me anytime I bring anyone over, you will hear me having sex. <laughs> Wonderful. Good. Thank you so much. And then the super was great. Our, my downstairs neighbor hated me because I was trying P90X. <laughs> At, at the time, I was working a part-time job, and I was like, "Well, I wake up at seven a.m., eight a.m., which is when I." So before we had a kid, where I used to wake up, now I wake up at five. Um, but I worked out, and I got complaints because I was like, I was working at eleven a.m., thinking no one's home. I was wrong. Um, 
And then the worst was... I can tell stories about his terrible apartment. That's very true. So the worst story, and Sarah's heard of this, I think Allie might have, I'm not sure. Someone broke into my neighbor's apartment and then exited my apartment, so I guess I forgot to lock the window, but took nothing. And so... Oh, that's so sad. I know, (laughs) which is weird and mean, because I had a I had a MacBook, I had a nice TV, I had a five hundred dollar two terabyte. External well, what did they drive. steal from the neighbor? Money and jewels. Well, that's easy to carry. That yeah, I mean, like a laptop, a maybe, but a TV is—it's not exactly conspicuous walking mm-hmm. down. Especially the when going down a fire escape. Oof. Yeah. I, I think what actually happened—he went in through my apartment, opened the door, and went downstairs. I think that's what he did. Oh. Well. Because, and literally the <laughs> next day, a cop came to my door. I was literally taking a shower. I came out. I was just shaving my face. And I came out, literally, to the towel and nothing else. I'm like, how's it going? He's like, oh, I heard, like, no, you, like, I can come back later. I'm like, I heard there was a robbery. What can I do to help? Jeez. Yeah. That was interesting. Oh, and then the best story was I got locked out right before a Halloween party. My super's brother, who lived in the apartment, Felt went like- to my. I said not. That was really weird. My my building out of my apartment. I didn't have a uh, Went to my neighbor's room, and then opened the window, and then opened our door, my door, and it was easy. It was, but I like had to wait two hours. It was, you know, New York. I can tell stories about your terrible apartment. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. Must, I must have forgotten. You reminded me, once you said sorry for the 2 a.m. bit, we um, used to have a character. I mean, like, I loved my roommate. I think it's one of the few instances that people have where they just get along with their roommate famously. But we had this character whom we nicknamed the Phantom. So we were, study- were like, surrounded by all the NYU kids, just given our location. And one of them thought it was appropriate to play his guitar at three o'clock in the morning. And so there were very thin walls. So every guy, yeah, of course, every <laughs> night we would hear this kid playing this stupid guitar and we were so annoyed by it, but we could never figure out exactly what apartment it was coming from. I said it was above us. She said it was to the left of us, whatever. We moved out. We never figured out who this damn phantom was. And I'm still angry about it. Was it like the same song? Did he have specific ones he liked to play? <laughs> we don't know. It was kind of one of those situations where you wake up from deep sleep at three in the morning and are like, what is happening? Who is this person playing music? <laughs> It doesn't sound like it's just actual music. It's someone who's just record not it's not a recording. This is just live music that's happening. It's a jam session with himself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we could probably talk a little about our first apartment together, John. Yeah, that was It was a good apartment. It was Wait. a good apartment. The apartment itself was huge. Yes. For a one bedroom. Indeed. Living I want to say it was massive. like almost I want to say it's as big as our little kitchen living room dining room area just the living room yeah it was huge the bathroom door had a notch cut into it so it wouldn't so when you open the door it would not hit the toilet i remember that that was very confusing (laughs) i was like wait what why and when we moved in they the real estate agent we were working with was like oh yeah they they change out all the appliances they give you brand new appliances and we got in there and we're like this is the same yeah and it's terrible. <laughs> and then Thanks. when we complained to the super, he said, if you want new appliances, you have to pay me for new appliances. Mm. Yeah. We have some terrible stories about that apartment. The We went to Comic-Con one year and came back one night to 
our ceiling above our kitchen window having fallen down basically because there was a flood upstairs and we called the super and he told John if it's not on fire no I'm not calling it no he'd say that's no are you on fire if not call me Monday and so I called the like the retail no, the, the the main company owning the building yeah and they said oh it's from rain it's from rain whatever it's it's down i'm like it's not from rain it's from upstairs and so i kept calling kept calling kept calling and the finally was like knock 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 what's going on and then we're like it's this it's coming from upstairs and he literally said why didn't you tell me and i'm like it's not my forking job <laughs> to tell you what to do and how to fix it Sorry, I was not on fire. <laughs> no, no, but our house was falling. Our apartment was falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> literally, they were fixing, sorry, in quotes, fixing the upstairs apartment to the point that they, I guess, loosened a pipe or something. So it was just a constant deluge of water that then created a bubble in our ceiling and then it popped. And then we came home the night after they fixed this to our whole kitchen covered in sawdust, uh, dust and mess. And they had used like our towels to mop things up. And mm -hmm. I was like, what is this? Like, oh, Sarah blanked out the day before they fixed it where they just shaved off the paint. And all I can see is the, ex the interior of our ceiling. And I'm like, no, this is why we here. <laughs> you should have covered this up already. We came back, I think, I think it was like the final night of Comic-Con, we were coming back from a party, and we are like, what What in the actual working shirt balls is going on right now? <laughs> it was It was a pretty, I mean, the apartment itself was fine. Yes. The super was terrible, um, and after three years, we were super ready to leave. Mm -hmm. I, I just remember he took off every major holiday. <laughs> Hours were eight to four. Yeah. <laughs> So no hours that anyone was actually home. Oh, never, of course not. That'd no, be convenient. Oh, and then we had a kleptomaniac neighbor who literally took a costume piece that I had, a pair of my sneakers. And a dress of mine. And a, one of Sarah's dresses. Like a male, a mm. male that was sitting outside our door. Uh -huh. and, and I know this now because, but, but he came to our door and was like, oh, this is your package. And I'm like, this was at my door and yet you're giving me my package. So you physically took it from my doorstep. And this is like, cause I had to order new shoes and then for some reason they weren't there. And so I had to call Nike being like, hey, something happened. So they sent me a new pair. And then the, this, the retail pair that I ordered came to my door by this, the, the father of this family. And my brain went, so you stole it, realized it didn't fit your feet, and then returned it to me. Well, the, bo the box wasn't open. That was my next question, if the box itself was open. No. But still, just don't. Yeah. We, I mean, it yeah. didn't help. We lived on the second floor. The second floor, so it was yeah. like right up the stairs and literally right across from the staircase. Mm -hmm. So anyone saw anything that was sitting outside our door. It was gone. Yeah. So my, my first apartment I lived in by myself um, when, I was, when I moved to Boston. And for years, I blame my parents for this. They have gaslighted me into thinking that me being cold is just because I'm being lazy with the heating. So I was living in this apartment in Boston and I was freezing cold in the winter. And obviously it's Massachusetts, it's cold. You're not expecting to be like a warm, toasty cinnamon bun all the time, but at the same time, I was walking around, you know, in two sweaters and a blanket and extra socks. And so my, I kept telling my parents how cold I was in this apartment and they didn't believe me until my mom came to visit at one point, just goes, your apartment's really cold. I wonder why. 
and somehow we got a hold of a thermometer. It was 50 degrees in my apartment constantly. Did, did you tell your mom it was her imagination? It was just her being lazy. And I should have <laughs> at that point. Um, so we got a hold of my super, who was also just kind of a nightmare to deal with. He sent someone over three days later, and the guy came over and said, oh, your heating valve or what have you isn't connected. So he just pushed that together. I had heat again, thank goodness. But there was also a really bad mouse problem because it was a building from the 18th century, we believe. So I thankfully only saw one mouse one time, but I became friends with the people who lived in the basement with me and they were saying it was just constant. Like they heard them at all hours and the super's response after he put up all that, you know, wire mesh or what have you and the stuff that I can't even explain it, but it kind of looks like whipped cream and then it expands out. Mm -hmm. They oh. would put that everywhere. It still wasn't working. They had traps. It wasn't working. So the most logical response the super had was he found a hole at the top of kind of where their apartment was and he put a rock on top of it. And that was it. <laughs> terms of rodent removal. I would have gone to super, what about the, the, the buff mice, the, the, the one that could push the rocks, you know? Yeah, well, that's a thing. I have also living in a place that had another mouse problem. Uh, they can shrink themselves down. So what they do is decompress their rib cages and they can get to, mm -hmm. again, this is a visual and we're on a podcast, uh, which apparently is a trend of mine. So it'll still kind of Google slim it. down to about three centimeters or so, and they can slip in through the tiniest cracks, which I found out one night in my old apartment when I heard some rustling in my bathroom at two o'clock in the morning, went inside and saw a mouse just dart across the floor and jump in a hole, I kid you not, that was probably two centimeters wide and disappear. Oh. And I realized I was not dead asleep. This was actually happening. And that was the day I called an exterminator. Understandably. Oof. Yeah. That's gross. Oof. Mouse mountains. I mean, at least now you have a great apartment. After nine months of building a house, our house is great. Well, we've lived here for a little over a year now. Yeah. Oh, we're getting our floors done this week, too. That's going to be awesome. That's exciting. Yes. Lots of pictures. You know you've yes. reached adulthood when you get excited about floors being redone. <laughs> well, yeah. you know you're, you've reached peak parenthood when you're really excited that your small one-year-old is now taking like five steps at a time without leaning <laughs> forward it's, it's amazing and um, also super excited to go to the disney store just to find him an ewok costume for halloween that is <laughs> so cute it's so cute it is so cute but but talking about peak adulting so much <laughs> i think my close out that is it on first apartments Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, so. yeah. Um, send us any stories you guys have so we can talk about it in another episode. Right. So yeah. thank you for listening. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you subscribe. Mm -hmm. And give us a five-star review. Yes. Until next time, mind, mind the gap. The gap.